You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. What is up, world? It is your host, Kelly Sabraki. And as per usual, always in demand, always a highlight on the show, we have, if you don't know her, you should know her, and you haven't been following me that closely, Jacqueline Barna, my BFF old Academy roommate, maid of honor on the show. Welcome back, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I literally don't think we've had a chat in a long time. It's been, I think, six months at least. Uh, yeah, I, I really should have like done. I always like listen to these podcast hosts that like, quote, study before their show. And it's like so inspiring to me because I'm like, wow, like you study before your show. Like, that's amazing. I do not. I just am like, let's chat. And then I show up. So if I had studied, I would have looked up what was the last thing we talked about. <laughs> I don't even know what the last thing I'm sure like our listeners probably know. I'm sure it had something to do with oh, no, Kelly. I, I think it was the dating one. Oh, <gasps> my most popular episode ever. Number one. And that was that's right. before I moved. How could I forget? That definitely wow. was because that's when I still lived in Rhode Island. Yep, yep, yep. Because I remember you were getting ready to move and I was like, we got to squeeze in an episode before like the chaos. Mm-hmm. Dang, that episode was the tea. Everyone loved it. So we've got to peel back the layers today again mm-hmm. and just give the people what they want because I feel like when you and I start talking, we just like don't hold back, which is which is what people need. Like they want to hear the truth of what life is like and how we're doing this thing and getting through it all. So actually, yeah, Jack, let's start there. Quick like life update. Tell the listeners where you're at now because the last time we actually had you on the podcast, you were living in Rhode Island and you were still an apps company officer and you hadn't moved yet. So here you are. Yes, here I am. I'm back in sunny San Diego no offense to the East Coast, but I'm just not an East Coast girl. I have realized about mm-hmm. myself. And I mean, you are not. In my defense as well, I was. I did go there during COVID. It was hard to make friends. And it, I just don't thrive in the cold, honestly. So I'm back in San Diego doing logistics, my normal job in the Marine Corps. So I'm just getting back into the groove of that, which is kind of challenging because you're away from like the fleet, you know, yeah. for two years, which you don't think is that long, but that's also so long. Yeah. There's so many changes that have happened in the Marine Corps where I feel like I'm brand new to it. And I'm like, wait, what is this? People are like, you don't know how to use teams. I'm like, no, <laughs> like I didn't use that at naps, you know? So I'm like, I feel oh, like yeah. the new kid, even though I've been in for eight years or whatever, you know, so just getting used to all that, but I'm super happy, close to family. I'm in a relationship now. Yeah, is she is. Ah. Yes. <laughs> I know. So I got a fish. <laughs> yeah, that's very new. So I'm very happy about that. So yeah, everything's yeah. going really, really well. We love Norris. Check him out on Insta. You can find him on her Instagram. I was like anxiously awaiting the Instagram official post because I feel like once you go Instagram official, 
I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like there's almost like there's initial pressure and then you're just like relieved. Like everybody knows no more, like there's no more questions like, okay, here we are world. Is that just me? Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. And I was like, I can't wait anymore. I can't wait because obviously we've been dating for like a few months, but then that like coming out of the, you know, when you're dating, it's like in a bubble and it's nice and to just to yourself for the most part, you're not really sharing that much with people. But then once you like post together, then you kind of open yourself up to the criticisms and the opinions and the blah, blah, blah. So it's like, even just that, especially on my Instagram, which is so public, Yeah, you're, we're opening ourselves to like scrutiny almost. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, this is a good first test. <laughs> Let's see how we do on this. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've never posted with anybody before. You know? I know. I know. That's why it was such a big deal. Like I was so proud of you because you haven't. And even whenever I posted with Austin TBT four years ago, I had 2000 followers, like, you know, like nothing. And then I remember like posting him and I lost 200 followers and I was like, oh my goodness, like I lost 200 followers. Like, can't believe it. But they were all like creepy dudes that like were trying to get with me. That's literally, Kelly, that's literally what I texted Norris. I was like, well, yeah. like I, in, in one hour, I lost 200 followers. I was like, well, we don't want them. We don't want yeah, them like, anyway. Yeah, so. you don't want them like anyways. I'm like, yeah, like you had a shot with me, bud. Like, sorry. So now like you on being such a larger scale now, like it's so interesting. It's like today's like people magazine article like you posting on instagram it's like uh oh captain jackie bartum's got a man so actually that's that's a great way to kick off like our actual topic for today which is kind of how you and i both balance it all we do a lot of things we get asked this question all the time how do we balance personal professional life dating you and i are both in school you and i both quote influencers on social media with platforms we're both balancing a lot, right? So I think a great way to kick it off is just to start with our personal lives, like being in relationships, because I think a lot of young women especially don't know how to navigate this. Like they are either scared to get in relationships or don't really know what that looks like to like be in the military and balance that with your career. So how has it been as someone who's like pretty new to this? Like, how has it been for you kind of adjusting that work-life balance and like incorporating a relationship into your life? I think what I've learned about balance, like I feel like we're always trying to like achieve balance, but you're never going to be balanced. Balance doesn't exist. I think what's better for us to try to think about is how comfortable can I be with being unbalanced? And like, at what point is that, you know, like for me, I'm thinking about like yoga, right? When you're doing like, you're on like bouncing on one leg at first, you're like, okay, easy. Got it. Standing on one leg. I can do this, whatever, whatever. Technically like you're unbalanced, but you at least are comfortable with that. But then a certain amount of time will go by and then your foot starts to hurt. Your leg starts to hurt. And then you're like, I can't do this anymore. I have to put my other foot down. So it's kind of like whatever season of life you're in and whatever your priority is at that moment, it's okay to shift your focus and shift your balance to that for the time. And if that needs attention and like cultivate that and let that grow, if that's school or a relationship or work, whatever, with knowing that it's not going to be that forever, And I think for me, that puts my mind at ease a bit because it's like right now, 
school I've been doing my master's for my third year and it's, you know, I'm feeling burnt out on it and I've had to put things on the back burner, like working out specifically. Like I know I haven't been paying attention to that, but it's not always going to be that way. My, my school will end and I will be able to shift focus to that. So it's just kind of like giving yourself grace and being like, okay, I can stand on this one leg for this long, but when do I need to put my other foot down and shift the balance? You are just in my brain as per usual, like you're just in here, boop, boop. Cause I literally was thinking of these notes as you were speaking and the working out piece was already there. Like I was already going to talk about it because when you mentioned like not necessarily balancing at all, but being unbalanced, I feel like in this last six months since we spoke on the podcast, not in life, but I am like, okay, for me, obviously work or always there priority. And then like Austin, and then I inserted this master's thing too, which I don't know how you've been doing this for three years. I'm dying. So any like extra time I used to have to like go to the gym, have girl time, binge watch Emily in Paris, like any extra time I had that hour or two hours now is being replaced by like writing papers and doing schoolwork. And I'm just don't know unless I get up at four in the morning, which I refuse to do. I don't know like when I'm going to work out. And I just decided, I'm like, you know what? Still at the end of the day, it's career, Austin. And then like, what's third? I can balance three things right now. Like what's that third piece look like? So like you said, just like giving yourself, I actually worked out today for the first time in literally four months. Oh my goodness. For the longest streak since probably 2016, four months. But I did it because I could, like I'm working today and I have time and I want to slowly get back into it. But yeah, it's tough. Do you feel like now that you are dating someone, you know, like seeing them consistently, do you feel any like pressure to spend X amount of time? Or do you feel like it's harder to even like stay focused and show up? Like, do you want to leave work early? Or like, how is that those initial feelings? I think of course you want to, like it's in the beginning stages. You just want to spend all your time with that person. But also... I think it's important to spend time apart in some way because that's, again, like that's an unreal, like you're not going to spend all your time with that person forever and ever and ever. Like you want to, because it's just so exciting and so new and fun. But I think it is important to continue to like do your hobbies. Like for me, I love cooking or going to yoga. And those are things I like to do on my own to unwind and nor specifically like he played does, you know, he's in a band and he likes music and he does his thing and he, you know, he lives kind of far away. So I think it's important to have those conversations and like you and Austin, you have your own identity and you don't like need each other. You just come when you come together, you have great time together and you make each other more happy. But I mean, yeah, it's hard to not be want to leave work early or whatever. But I think if you're just like consciously be like, okay, I'm going to, this is a new relationship and I'm going to continue to do my things that, you know, I need to do for me. I don't know. It's kind of hard though to do that. (laughs) You know what I find though? I love that you just said this because this, I feel like I learned both in previous, actually a hundred percent learned in previous relationships, but also from friends that beginning stage, like probably that first six, even year, it's so hard not to just put all eggs and focus in your relationship basket. And so then you kind of abandon your passions and your friends and your interests. And then after a year, when things have kind of, the dust is kind of settled, you don't have a life 
of your own to go back to, you've kind of burned a lot of those bridges to include personal bridges, personal passions that you were working on. And I watched a lot of friends who were like super crushing it at modeling, crushing it. They get into a relationship and then they just like stop going to casting calls because all they want to do is like spend time with their person or they're crushing it at say influencing or, you know, whatever they're doing. And then they get into a relationship and they're like, oh, but like I'm in love. And I think that you and I, especially like, unfortunately, we are a little bit older now, (laughs) but like being older, we realize like you still want to have your lane and like you still want them to have their lane and you'll have your lane together. But once that initial excitement kind of trails off, you don't want to be like, damn, like I really wish I had kept up X or kept up Y relationship. Like you're going to be super bummed. So I think that that's like a great note to hit on. That's actually like really, really good advice. I hope people take with that kind of, and same thing with your career. Like you don't want to just be like, whatever, like, I don't care. I want to take off a ton of leave because I want to go to Mexico with my boyfriend or I want to do this or I want to leave early. I loved actually when we first started dating Austin, he always worked super late. He would always work till like six or seven. And I was like, what the heck, yo? Like, I want to see you. But he was like, this is important to me. Like, my career is super important to me. And I'm still here. Like, I'm still kicking it with him. But he kind of set that precedent early on. And I was like, you're right. Like, I want to make sure that we both have careers to focus on later down in our relationship. That's a priority for both of us. Yeah. And I think having those conversations early on really helps. Like for me, I even took a month, a break from Instagram just to, yeah. because I mean, because I was new in my relationship and spending more time on that. And I just took a break, but he knows that's important to me. And I think having those conversations where it's like, okay, now I'm going to try to get back into that. And it's okay. It's easy to get like offended almost in a way mm-hmm. when that person has like something like a hobby or whatever. And then they like, cho- it, we take it as like, oh, they're choosing that over us. But it's like, I actually want somebody who has those own interests and then can come back and we talk about those things. Like, I don't expect you to spend, to drop your identity and stop doing things you enjoy just to spend time with me. Like, that's not a healthy relationship. So I think just having conversations early about what are what your individual interests are and then continuing to like encourage each other to be pursuing those things and not feel guilty for pursuing those things. If I'm going to go do yoga at 5.30 every evening, it's not because I'm choosing that over you. It's just more like I'm actually choosing my our relationship over you as an individual because that's going to make me better and then that's going to make our relationship better. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It goes full circle that way when you're kind of filling your cup, you're able to be there and present for them. Um, I actually want to circle back to like what you mentioned about Instagram, kind of taking a break because, you know, I think as you and I being so involved in social media as we are, we get a lot of questions. How do you balance it all? How do you do influencing? I don't understand like your active duty, you're working, but you're also like maintaining the social media presence. What kind of boundaries do you set for yourself on social media? Like you do this at your own free will, not because you get paid X amount of money a month. Like you do this for fun. Is it still fun? And what boundaries are you setting? The biggest boundary that I have tried to set is that I have all notifications turned off Yeah, on my phone. Same, same. So when I choose to open the app, it's like my own decision to check my updates or notifications or whatever. It's not my, not Instagram telling me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like I will only check when I want to, which I think has been a really healthy shift for me. 
And honestly, realizing that like I don't have any sort of like posting schedule or like strategy or like I don't think in advance like what I'm gonna post when or anything like that. It's yeah. almost like if I wake up and I feel like posting about something that I'm inspired by that day, then I will. If I'm not, then I'm not. And if I let a week go by or a day go by or a month go by, like my life is no different any either. Like Instagram could go away and be taken off the app store and my life would not change. And I think having those that like grounds me, I guess, you know, like having you and having family and friends and like our careers and all of that in real life takes the power away from social media. And it's like, we are doing something to help others. And like, we're just doing our best with that. So that just like helps me mentally, I think. Yeah, I am different in that way, because I love it so much. I love social media so much. And I think because inside of me is still like a morning news reporter trapped, like they're in there, like just ready to explode. And just this morning when I was working out, I always live with Kelly and Ryan is always on in my gym. And every single time I see that stupid show, I think, how do I get on that show? (laughs) Every single time. And then the view comes on right afterward. And I'm like, how do I get on the view? Like I just, my alternate personality is that. So I feel like social media, specifically Instagram and my podcast is like how I tap into that alternate persona that I have. So I would be really upset if I didn't have Instagram because it's like an outlet for me. A hundred percent is an outlet. But I mean, I would find, I find something else. You know what I mean? I find other way to like tap in. I start a YouTube channel. I don't know. Tap into the outlet. But I think for me, I promised myself a long time ago, it would stay fun. Like as long as it's yeah fun and it is that, like it is an outlet. It's not a stress. It's not something I feel demanded to do. Like if it's, fun and I am enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing it. And that's the boundary I've really set in my life because it takes away time from other areas of our lives, right? Like that hour I just used to make a post was an hour I could have gone to the gym, but I prioritized making that post because like that's what mattered more to me in that time, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, like one of the notes I wrote down for the podcast was protecting your free time. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that people don't really notice. They may leisurely be going about, okay, I work from eight to five. And then what happens after work? Like, mm, don't really care. But they dream of doing X, Y, and Z. And like, once you start taking control of that extra time, really powerful things happen. I've prioritized in my evenings, spending time with Austin, spending time with girlfriends that I enjoy being around. Not that I feel like it's a tour to be with them. Like girlfriends, I genuinely enjoy being around. And then maybe working on some social media or, you know, Austin and I always watch like movie or show together when we get in bed. But like, that's all stuff that really fuels me. Mm -hmm. And I think people just don't pay attention to how they're spending their time. And if it's not something that like ignites joy in you, you're not balancing at all. Like you're overwhelming yourself and you're just going to feel like more tired and more stressed and more frustrated and potentially even more resentful because you're not doing what you truly enjoy. Yeah, there's definitely things I think too that help like for me making lists 
there are things that I have to do. There are things that I like to do. And then there's things that I should do. You know, there's different categories of to do things. And for me, I try to make a list for like the whole week, you know, and try And that kind of helped me with balancing things too. It's like, okay, like one night of the week, I'm going to cook dinner and do a date night or one night, one day of the week, I'm going to, I'm going to go to yoga these nights. And so then kind of from like that 30,000 view, when you look at your week and you're like, okay, I have some things for me, some things I'm, we have my family, my relationships, my physical fitness, my mental health, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of make sure that's kind of balanced throughout the week. Maybe one day is all writing a paper. You have to spend eight hours doing a paper. Okay. That's like standing on that one foot until it hurts. And then the next day you're taking a break. So it's really just like whatever works for you. But I think at least for me, I know that making a list and seeing things visually throughout like on a calendar really, really helps. Do you use a specific like agenda or notepad or anything like that? No. I mean, I just list just whatever notebook paper. Yeah. Yeah. That helps me a lot. I've always been a list girl and prioritizing the things that have to get done immediately. And then just the physical act of writing things down freeze my brain Mm -hmm. to then focus on the tasks that I'm doing instead of just like thinking, Oh my gosh, like I haven't called Kelly in this many days. Like, and I'm just thinking about that. Like I write it down, like, okay, I need to call Kelly today. Then boom, it's on my list. I made the list. uh, On that note, when I was talking about like protecting your time, I have like a core, probably four friends that I know when I call, it's going to like, be a really good conversation. Like I'm going to leave that conversation happier and better because there's some other relationships where like you call to check in, but maybe they're, they're a little bit harder. You have to give a little bit more energy into, and like, you're one of those people. If I have a free 30 minutes, I'm like, I know I can call you. I can talk to you for as long as or as short as I want to, no matter how stressed we are, I'm going to leave like feeling better, like knowing like we're kind of like in it together But I still like give time to the relationships where those are like maybe a little bit more work, um, but it's worth it to me to still like make time, but maybe not quite as frequent. I want to go back to your note about like your lists. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'm a big Google Calendar person. I don't like you can see this, but I think one thing that helps with like prioritization, I color code everything. So like everything in purple on my calendar is everything social. So everything I have like actively chosen to do. And then everything in blue is work related. Every time I'm on travel, meetings, whatever, evening work events, that sort of thing. And then everything in orange is social media or podcasting. And then everything in yellow are like personal appointments. So even like facials or my neurology appointments, whatever it is. But I think in general, and then my red is my schoolwork, but I've been doing that system for like two years now. And I think visually, if I see a lot of purple, one, that means like I've planned out things I actually enjoy because I chose that. Like I scheduled it. I chose that personal time. But then I also can like protect that purple space. If I'm noticing I'm I'm literally booking myself out weeks and weeks in advance, I'm like, what am I doing? I had that realization back in October where it was just so much purple. I'm like, I'm overbooking myself. Mm-hmm. Like if this stops here. And I turned to Austin and this was like during Thanksgiving. And I was like, no more. And he's like, you know, what's wrong? And I'm like, 
I'm at my max. We have overbooked ourselves. We have said yes to so many things, so many brunches, so many dinners, so many weekend trips, Ohio State games, whatever it is. I'm like, that's all stuff I can control. My calendar is at max purple capacity right now. Like I need to clear it off. Mm -hmm. So looking into like January and February, I love that even there's like light purple. There's not that much. That means like I've opened up like free time, white space, gray space, as we like to call it at the Naval Academy, gray space was stuff that wasn't planned. But for me, that white space is like really powerful tool. Yeah, that's such a good point. I heard someone say this the other day and I love it. She said, no is a complete sentence. Ooh. Like you don't need, <gasps> like it's okay to say no. And you don't yeah. owe explanations all the time. You know, if it, the answer is no, it's no. So, and like you're saying, like, I mean, we had two years of non-activity. So this year was like the year of overcompensating for the last two years of no one doing anything. And so I get it. Like this year was like weddings galore and events galore. But like going into 2023, I have the same exact goal in mind where I'm going to not immediately say yes to everything. I want to think about what is that going to do to me, you know, mm-hmm. to my like financially, mental health wise, like physically, like it takes a, activities and traveling and all that takes a toll on you. And so I mean, we want to say yes, of course, because we love people and want to be good friends to them. But sometimes we have to take a breath and be like, actually, I'm not going to do that this time. Like I having this month alone, I had like two weekends back to back where I had no plans. And I was so relieved in a way. Yeah. I'm like, that's probably a Sad. reflection on my <laughs> yeah. my year. Like, yeah. I've been saying since January, I just got to make it to the weekend. I just got to make it to the next week. Just got to make it to the next month. That's probably not a good mindset. I think I need to reevaluate what I'm filling my time with and purposefully schedule weekends of nothing. Yeah, same. Exactly. And then that kind of even just goes back to our original point of, you know, making time for your relationships whether it be romantic or not, doing nothing is something. Mm -hmm. Doing nothing with your partner is powerful too. And I have found like one of my favorite memories in Chicago this year, just so funny, so random. But like there was a Saturday back in, I think it was August. Austin and I didn't get out of bed until like 5 p.m. We woke up and we were just like cozy and we stayed in our jammies and then we just started watching a show and then we ordered takeout and then we ate takeout in bed and it was like just so cozy. And then at five o'clock we were like, okay, maybe we'll get up. Like, do we want to? Yeah, we want to now. Like, let's go to dinner together. And we just like put on an outfit, rolled out, walked to dinner. It was the best day. Like, We still talk about the day that we just did nothing. And that was like a memory for us, you know, just living by the seat of our pants. And then like other times we've had no plans. We've went on like a really long walk around Chicago, huge walk, two and a half hour walk around the lake, you know, like with Dale. And we went to these little like tea shops that were super small, just like little things that when you're booking yourself so much, like you don't have time to just like live and create those like little moments and completely recharge and do whatever you need to too. So I think both of us need to make that like a resolution in 2023 to just Mm -hmm. spend more time planning nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Writing it down. On that note, I want to ask two questions. What are your biggest priorities right now? And then also like, what do you think your goals are going to be going into 2023? 
Oh my goodness. Well, hold on. I actually wrote these oh, things she's down. Moving. She's on the move. I okay. am on the move. This I'm taking so a video you tour of your apartment now. <laughs> I love it. So funny you ask me that because I actually was writing these down the other day. Okay. Of so course you my, were. Um, okay. So priorities. I mean, that's even a hard thing because it's like tomorrow my answer will be different. But I would say, okay, so let me just tell you my goals. How about that? Okay. So I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine categories. Wow. Of course. Here we go. go. Okay. So (gasps) the categories are. Oh my God. Well, I'm not going to tell you what my exact goals are right now, but they are, I have a personal goal, a professional goal, an academic goal, a financial goal, a travel goal a family goal, a fitness goal, a hobbies goal, and like a community service goal. Oh, those were great. Uh, Also, it kind of felt like the Friends episode with like the categories. (laughs) We have all the following categories. Those are great categories. I need to do the same thing. Can Wait, can I hear like your hobbies goal? My hobbies goal. So Norris and I have been playing pickleball. So Aww. I want to continue playing pickleball and maybe do like a tournament or like a little That's league or something. Cute. And then I also want to take a class of some kind. So I really want to do like a woodworking class or like something with like my hands. So I don't Aww. know what that is yet. But one time I did like a throw pottery class. And I like yeah. loved it. I, there's something with like hands, you know, like for me, like mental hand eye yeah. stuff and being like creative. So those are my two hobbies goals. That's so good. Also, side note, fun fact for today, Jackie would have gone to art school had she not gone to the Naval Academy. <laughs> that so is true. Very, very talented artist. Um, <laughs> I really love that. Now you're inspiring me. I'm going to make a categorical list for 2023 because I also like talk, talk about prioritization. Like I also need to do things that like aren't podcasting, aren't influencing, and don't involve spending a lot of money at a restaurant because Austin might love to do that. We love to go out to eat. That's our favorite thing to do together. (laughs) So we needed to like spice it up and do something like that. That's a really, really good idea. Wait, what are one of the other goals you can tell me? Because I'm I'm so curious. So for my academic, I want to complete my master's program. Yeah, she does. This year. This year. Wow. That's incredible. For, I'll share, so community service. So I'm at least wanting to volunteer. I put quarterly because that's another like four hours on a day or whatever. And there's a food bank in San Diego nearby that I volunteered at before. And it's like super easy. And it's especially during the holidays or especially during, you know, it's just something that I consciously want to schedule and do and make part of my life next year. Because I feel like this year, I didn't make that a priority at all. I didn't volunteer at all. And <laughs> I didn't like that about this year. Well, you did volunteer your time, which is really good. You mentored a crap ton of people and like made change in different ways. So don't yeah, yeah, discount yeah. yourself. <laughs> you're right. Um, you're right. <laughs> you know, you may have not physically gone to a food bank, but you definitely volunteered yourself in other ways. But I will say like sitting here thinking about 2023, I also recommend like – Planning is so important if you definitely, if you want to attack your goals, because for me, I know like my life is not my own. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts, like while I'm still a flag aid, I just have no control. 
like, this just, it's not my own. It's not my own time. It's not the season of my life where I get to be selfish. But I knew that, right? But summer 2023 is tentatively-ish when I'm supposed to be changing into my new role. And then it's go time, baby. Then it's Kelly. Like, Kelly's back and I can be a little bit more selfish so I've even started thinking about how today, like going to work out, that's because I want to be in better shape by the time that happens. Like I don't want to be starting from ground zero. I want to have like some kind of foundation. So that way in the summer, like my new building has a gym in it. Hell yeah. Like I want to kick it into gear and start getting like that body back I had for Miss California and like focusing on those things. I was just really, really proud of like how in shape I was. But all that stuff is like for is going to be forecasted for later. So even now, like I'm recording podcasts in December to use for January, February, March content because I know that my time is like not my own for the first half of the year. So that planning ahead for those goals is really, really important. And I think that that's really like the biggest key for me. Like those are all things that bring me a lot of joy. So doing the best I can, giving myself grace, but I need to get on your level and like break down my goals because that was just incredible. (laughs) That was, I am like blown away by you right now. You always just blow me away. Jack, as we get ready to wrap up, I've got a couple questions for you. I'm ready. For listeners, what do you think is the most powerful like organizational tool that you use? My planner, my agenda. I literally don't go anywhere without it. I do not go anywhere without it. You don't use digital? I do both, actually. Yeah, she does. Because for some reason, like, I just really love having a pen in my hand and writing things down. I like put it in my, things in my phone in order to give me like notifications or like reminders about things that helps me. Yeah. But like writing things down okay. and taking notes. And I love having my notebook with me in case I go do, I don't know, go to a meeting and there's something important said, or it's like, I just love having a notebook of some kind with me to make lists. Yeah. Okay. Next besides misunderstood podcast, duh. What are the podcasts that you're listening to right now that you recommend? Oh, I'm not listening to any podcasts, to be honest, right now. Really? I feel like you were like in the know for a minute. You you knew more podcasts than I did. I'm more listening to audiobooks. That was going to be my next question is like, what books are you reading slash recommend? So I am, well, I just finished my book. I like listening to fiction because it kind of helps my like in reading fiction because I feel again going to the balance conversation like our job is military very black and white very this is the procedure this is how we do these things and you do you operate within this box so then when I'm home and I'm reading a book I want it to be about a story that is different or a different culture or something that gets my brain thinking and my imagination going and thinking Mm -hmm. outside that box that we live in during the day. So I think honestly, that helps me balance with my life. So I just finished a book with my book club called Counterfeit. It's just like a regular little fiction novel. Okay. Easy read, easy listen. I'm about to start the book Leaders Eat Last. Have you heard that? I haven't, mm-hmm, I, haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't read it, but my boss recommended it. I always do a lot of like personal development self-help books. 
Cause then I get inspired when I hear, when I see yeah. like powerful words, I'm like, I like reflect so much. I'm like, Ooh, I'm not doing that. Or like, Ooh, I am doing that. Or, Ooh, I can do this better, you know? Okay. And then what's your goal for your social media? Your Jackie.Barnum account still, still hustling and bustling. You had a podcast for a while that you have, like, what are your goals for social media for this next year? Um, I think for social media, I want to just continue doing what we've, I think this last year has really narrowed down what, at least in my mind, what people are receptive to and what people want to hear and what people what resonates with people and what they identify, like what, what, like they want to hear our experiences. They want to hear about what things that we've been through, our lessons learned, like about us as individuals and like our stories. And I think now having that year of experience, I can go into next year trying to give more of that. Yes. Period. (laughs) Yeah. Cause last year it was just like, you know, the spaghetti throwing spaghetti at the wall strategy. Well, it's like, it was so new to all of us. Like mm-hmm. no one else was doing this at the time. And we didn't know what was going to be well received or not. And now we have a better idea of that. So I think using that whole year of experience now, be like, okay, now I have this under my belt and we have grown. So now I'm going to apply it to next year. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I'm kind of like embarrassed. I was like looking at my social media last week because I it was recommended to me by some peers to like go back several years and don't just copy your content, but like use the content you've already posted to repeat and to ignite like new content. That's still like your own words and your own creativity and like just rejuvenate it. So I was like going back, scrolling, 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 even like 2021. I was like, oh my God, my Instagram was everywhere everywhere like it was like wedding austin chicago navy 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 jackie boom podcast like it was just everywhere so like you said i think now just like sticking to my own personal experiences posting less it's been really valuable i noticed that about two and a half months ago like showing up because i want to Uh and not because i feel like i have to yep really has done wonders for me and like my audience and my growth but yeah i think like most of all just like having fun. There's going to be like another thing that's popular and important in the next few years and everyone's going to be going to. But, you know, I think again, just like using it for good, like you continue to do is the best you can do. Yeah. We're all doing our best. We're all doing our best. Final question, Jackie Barnum is you're coming to see me in February in Chicago. Stand by Windy City. What do you want to do when you come here? Putting you on the spot because I have to start planning. Planning ahead. I want pizza. That's the first thing that comes to your mind is pizza. <laughs> right? Isn't that what Chicago is famous for? Deep like dish, deep dish. Yeah. There we go. Deep dish pizza. And okay. I want to see the bean because I'm the you, bean. You are the bean. You've already seen the bean. The bean was at the I bean. I want to see it again with you. <laughs> okay. We'll go to the bean. That's where the two most basic things you could have said and I will deliver. Thank you. I make your life easy. Yeah, just the bean and deep dish. Wow. (laughs) Okay, then. Great. Well, as per usual, thanks so much for being on the show. In 42 minutes and 10 seconds, we just really got through a lot. (laughs) We did. We just really talked about a lot. So thank you. I love you. Love you so much. 
I will see you in the new year. Mwah. Mwah. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you love, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you are looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall.